Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Sandy Bass. Sandy is actually a casting director, an international model scout, a lecturer, and a philanthropist. I know she does it all. But, Sandy, we are so excited to have you on the air today. But how are you doing? Thank you, Maddie. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me today. You're absolutely welcome. I'd love to give any kind of advice I can. Oh, I love that, Sandy. And so to start (laughs) off with, you are a phenomenal person. Your background is so intriguing, and I want us to hear a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, actually, Maddie, I've, I've been in the fashion industry and with a love for it for all of my life, actually. I was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I left there after I graduated from high school, wanting to be a model. I did a little bit in Nashville, but it was very hard because of the market. There was no market there. And with the dream that I had, I wanted to go to Los Angeles or New York, which I did. I ended up in Los Angeles, and I knocked on doors, knocked on doors, knocked on doors. Nobody would hire me because I was so, so, so thin. And, I mean, I was a healthy thin, mm-hmm. um, but I still could not fit the clothes. Um, I went to agent after agent. They kept saying no. This one particular agency said, okay, darling, you need to just go have lunch. So um, that did not turn me off, but she said, just give me a phone number. Two, two years later, she said, is this Sandy Bass? And I said, Yes, she says, well, this is Mary Webb Davis, which was a prominent agency in Los Angeles at the time. She says, you're going, she's in town. Can you please go up to the Beverly Hills Hotel? None of my girls are fitting the clothes and see if he likes you. Well, I was so excited. Anyway, I went on up um, to make a long story short. Uh, I ended up doing the show. I met Monsieur Givenchy, and he asked me to do the show. And then after the show, he asked me to come to Paris to be his muse. So for six months, and I ended up staying six years in Paris, five years in Rome, five years in Tokyo, and that was my modeling career. I worked for everyone, Valentino, uh, Karl Lagerfeld, Christian Dior, uh, Fendi, all of the top designers in Europe. Wow, that's absolutely fantastic, Sandy. I mean, what were you feeling when you were discovered by Mr. Givenchy and, you know, you got to go to Paris? Because that doesn't happen every single day. I know it was a it, it was a true true Cinderella story, and today I still pinch myself because I've been on such a whirlwind. I mean, I haven't stopped since then, and that was 1978. Oh my God! So <laughs> I've had an amazing career since then. Um, I've stayed in the industry. Um, Givenchy, yes, it was absolutely wonderful. I learned a lot. He draped some of the most beautiful fabric on my body and just made the clothes from pulling it off the bolt. Um, and uh, couture is my love because that's what I came in on. I was a muse for Valentino, too. I lived in Rome. I was his um, uh, muse, and he put all the clothes on me as well as doing the shows and a lot of the publicity for the press. Um, and Carl Lagerfeld, I worked with Cindy. I, I, it, it was just amazing. And at the same time, um, I, I had um, uh, a great career as far as longevity. That's so and lovely. And that's what's important. Thank you. 
Yes, for sure. And, and it's great to hear that you've had such a good experience with your, your modeling career. Um, and I feel like it's so inspiring for other people to, you know, hear your story and just uh, everything that you're capable of. And Sandy, did you ever find it challenging to be in the runway modeling industry? Well, absolutely, it was challenging. Um, for myself, absolutely, it was. First of all, I'm an African-American uh, young woman. I still say young woman, I am. Um, and um, I had small feet. So <laughs> those two things were kind of working against me, and I was only five, eight and a half. So that was not, you know, that is not considered tall for a model. But this is what I talk about today in my seminars that I travel all around the U.S. giving. It isn't about... And I wasn't the prettiest girl. It isn't about how you look, really. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about being professional, being um, a, a passion, having a passion for what you're doing, being kind, and people will want to work with you if the clothes fit. The clothes happen to fit. I had my proportion was um, uh, conducive to what a, a designer likes to see on a, on a mannequin. So I was what they were looking for, but. At the end of the day, it's about being professional and being kind and showing up and doing your job. Absolutely. And tell us a little bit about model castings. I don't feel like everybody really knows how that goes. Well, what I do now, um, actually, I lived in Tokyo for five years, and that's where I worked on my last leg of my career. And I had a phenomenal career. I actually worked for... Some, some of my clients I worked for for 15 years. That's almost not heard of today. So after I was hanging up my runway pumps, I thought, uh-oh, let's see, I'm going to have to do something. Of course, I'm still energetic, love, love, love the industry. <laughs> yes. um, a lot of the models would come to the agency that I was because I was there. So my, my first job before a casting director is a model scout. So I thought, let me parlay this into a job for me. So I started scouting for the Japanese agency. And, and after I moved from Japan back to Los Angeles at that time, I would go to all the agencies because I knew them anyway uh, from living in Europe, and I still kept a great relationship, which is very important, people. Keep your relationships good because you never know when you're going to see these people again, and more than likely you will. So I was to communicate with the modeling agency saying, let me see this girl for Tokyo, let me see this girl for uh, Korea, let me see this girl for Singapore, and actually start to scout for the Asian market. And that's what I still do today. I've been doing it almost 20 plus years. Um, so as far as the casting director goes, because I live in New York now, uh, I, I know all the agencies and I know all the models pretty much. Um, I started to scout for New York Fashion. I started to cast for New York Fashion Week, which I could. It's a great, great career um, because I know what the designer is looking for, and I know the models and what they are capable of. So it's about the marriage between the designer and the model, and that's the most important thing a casting director can do, is put these two together and make the show fabulous. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And as far as what do you consider for scouting for a model, is there any certain qualifications that you look for? Is there, like, height, look? I know you said the merge between, you know, just everything together is very important as well. 
Well, what's important is to know the market um, that the model is going to. For example, Asia takes a little bit smaller type model. Um, when I say smaller, I mean shorter, 5'7 to 5'11 females. Um, for males, they take 5'11 up to For Europe, they want to start at 5'9 up to 5'11 and pretty much the same um, for guys. The guys have to start at 5'11, period, up to 6'3 for Europe as well. Um, for the U.S., it's pretty much the same, 5'9.5. Sometimes they be going on the list unless you're 5'10, especially if it's about editorial modeling and runway. Of course, if it's commercial, that's a whole other story. You can be pretty much any height. Um, um, but I'm just talking editorial at this time. So what I look for is good proportion, good facial features. After all of that, that walks through the door for me because I interview thousands of girls a year. And after that person walks through the door, initially, the, the aesthetics have to be there for the physical attraction. Then I want to sit down and I want to hear what's in your head. I want you to talk to me. I want you to tell me what your other interests are. I don't want you to just be one-dimensional. I want you to have some passion for something else. Because being beautiful is one thing. But having someone say you're beautiful 24-7, it, it becomes shallow. And you become actually um, um, insensitive to the real world. Because everybody isn't, so to speak, beautiful. So it has to come from the heart. And that's where the confidence comes from. It isn't always about the beauty. It's 70% personality because this is what transcends through the lens of the photographer that's hiring you. He doesn't want to see just a beautiful girl or guy standing there. That's boring. That personality has to come out, and this only comes out through confidence. You wonder sometimes, wow, how did that person become a supermodel? <laughs> I'm more beautiful than her, or she's more beautiful than, than, than this other one. It's personality. It is definitely a good point to bring up because I feel like so many people are under the impression that, you know, models are, like you just said, they are just simply beautiful and that's all there is to it. But really, there is much more than meets the surface, as you said. Absolutely. And with the reality shows today, I mean, Tara's great. I've been on her show many times for America's Next Top Model. Um, you know, models think they don't have to do anything to it's a it's a feeling of entitlement. Like, oh well I'm beautiful, then I should be on the cover of both. No, no, you have to work for it. It isn't that easy, my sweet. Um, so that's what I today I travel around, I give seminars from the industry, I do have a love hate relationship with it because I care about these young girls who are vulnerable and they think that they can go in and say yes, yes, yes to anything that the photographer or even the designer or anyone says, but I teach them to say no. No, I'm not taking this off. No, I don't want to go in that swampy water. No, whatever doesn't feel good. That because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's about safety. And that's why I have um, a new site that I just started. It's called moncube.com. Look it up, M-O-D-E-L-C-U-B-E.com. It's a safe site. I'm running it. We're just launching it. Uh, it, it's going to be all about safety and the do's and don'ts, because I think this is so important today. We need it for our young girls and guys. Absolutely. And you're right, there really isn't anything out there such as that. So it is so wonderful that you're implementing that and you're giving, you know, all of that great advice and information to people. It just, you know, gives them some more knowledge about what they need to know and, you know, how to 
present yourself out there. Absolutely, because this industry is so wide open, especially today. Um, the, the, the beauty has changed, actually, which I'm really happy about. It isn't just like when I was coming up as a, a, a starting as a model, it isn't just about being black or white. Today, all of these from the 70s, you know, everybody kind of got together, and now they produce these amazing-looking, beautiful people who you can't tell what it is, and it doesn't matter anyway. It's all about the heart. So now we have, you can't pigeonhole, oh, well, she's this, oh, well, she's that. So what? Our world is huge, and it has to encompass everything, including the fashion industry, as well as race, as well as size, plus models. I mean, my goodness, they have to wear clothes, too, and they're beautiful. Absolutely. So I am for all, I, I think the fashion industry and the modeling industry um, has opened up so much um, in the last uh, decade, decade and a half, especially with the Internet. Um, there's a lot of information out there that you have to be careful about um, and a lot of sites that don't tell the truth. So, you know, don't get into that pigeonhole. <laughs> yes. But I think the industry itself has opened up to um, transgender um, you know, that has opened up. The agencies now have a division of transgender, and I think that's amazing. They also have uh, a media division where, uh, a social media division where if you don't have X amount of Instagram followers, the clients look at this and they book models accordingly. Because if you have a million followers, that means a million more people are going to be looking at this model that this company just booked. Um, for to buy their clothes, so the whole whole everything has changed. But that's life, right? Yes, we're it, evolving. <laughs> it definitely is, and it is such a good point to bring up. I absolutely love how, like you said, beauty is changing, and in today's society, there are more opportunities for everyone to get involved in the modeling industry and definitely launch their careers off of that. And so, with that being said, we do have to take a quick little break. So keep it right here. You're listening to the Fame Game. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs in general. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. 
You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, back with Sandy Bass. We're having a lovely interview so far, talking about the modeling industry as well as Sandy's career and all of the wonderful, wonderful things that she's doing and what's next for her. So, Sandy, we were just talking about, you know, how beauty is changing and essentially how so many agencies and so many wonderful modeling companies are opening up to everyone to give them a platform to launch their careers. And I want to kind of go into the different types of modeling. Can you tell us about that a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, what, when I travel around, everyone, and I go to workshops at different modeling agencies, and a, a young lady sits before me, and she's 5'4", and I interview each one, and I say, please stand up, tell me your name, tell me what you want to do. Well, I want to be a runway model. Okay, how tall are you? She says, I'm 5'4". I say, have you ever seen any 5'4 models that, are really, that really have a career as a runway model? Um, no, I haven't. Okay, don't waste your time. Don't bark up a tree where it's too difficult for you. Look at what else you have to offer. Do you have beautiful hair? Do you have a great, do you have great teeth? Do you have beautiful skin? Can you do beauty? So, editor, runway modeling is one thing. That is, we look for girls 5'9 to 5'11 and a half. Editorial models are the models that you see in Vogue, in Bazaar, in these, these beautiful, beautiful fantasy type um, photography, working, um, Irving Penn, all of those top photographers that do the beautiful, beautiful editorial shots, high fashion, that's editorial. Then you have the commercial. Now, everyone says, a lot of people say, oh, well, I don't want to be a commercial model. Well, that's where the money really is, because anybody can be a commercial model. A baby from, from one month old <laughs> to a man to 100 years old. It doesn't matter what your face looks like. Advertisers look for all different types. It doesn't matter how tall you are, how heavy you are, how thin you are, what color you are. If you look at television, you can see yourself reflected in all aspects of the world as far as people go. So we have runway, we have editorial, we have commercial modeling. And those are the three main types of modeling, and there's money to be made in all of them. Absolutely. And and I like how you touched on each of those and kind of the requirements for each. Um, as far as how I can relate to that, I am 5'4". So like okay. you said, you know, coming into the modeling industry, it can be a bit rough if you ever wanted to do runway. But you don't see that many 5'4 runway models. But like you said, there's more avenues such as print. Absolutely. And not only that, even... There's a make, there's makeup artists, there's stylists, there's hairstylists, there's uh, um, uh, production. I mean, the, the modeling industry has so many different divisions that you can go in. You can have so many different careers. And the thing about modeling also, it's just there's a small, short window because it's youth-orientated. So what you do is you look at where you can fit in. Don't waste your time over there because you don't have time to waste. I don't look at girls that are over 22, and that's young. I don't look at girls that are under 15. That's too young because I don't want to get them started in something where they're going to feel intimidated, where they're going to feel like I'm failing. It's too young for them. They need to stay in school, and I recommend this across the board. Stay in school. Find out who you are first. Then you're going to 
nothing to offer as far as this beauty business because it can tear you up and tear you down. It isn't very, um, what can I say? You can really get disillusioned in this industry um, because it's, so to speak, supposed to be a beauty industry. And if you aren't beautiful, then if you don't feel beautiful, then your self-esteem disappears. And that isn't good for the long run of your life. And what we have to think about is the longevity. How are you going to be when you're 40? How are you going to be when you're 50? It's very important, and not just in the modeling industry, and it's in anything that you do. You want to have, you want to feel secure in yourself. You want to have self-esteem. You want to, I mean, nobody's perfect, and everybody can't be a model. But there are other things you can do in the industry also. But to, to me, the most important thing is to have confidence and know who you are. Yes, I certainly agree with that for you know, 110%, uh, you you really can't do anything without confidence. Like you said, it's kind of that loving yourself and just feeling that you have the ability to accomplish things because it all starts with that. Everybody has told me, you know, it's all a mental thing. If you feel like you can do it, then you can probably do it nine times out of ten. If you're telling yourself that you can't do it, then you're kind of just downgrading yourself and it's going to definitely be hard to reach that goal or dream that you're trying absolutely. to achieve. Absolutely, absolutely. And self-esteem is what carries us really, really far in life. Because we're going to be with ourselves as long as we're on this planet, right? <laughs> yes. So we have to live with ourselves every single minute, every single So why not try to feel good and try not to um, um, have the... I love high expectations, but when it comes to this industry and beauty... It's deceiving. I mean, with Photoshop today, you never know what these girls really look like anyway. It is so true. I, I feel like nine times out of ten also that, you know, everybody when they look at these magazines, they're like, hmm, I want to try to look like that. And it's kind of, you know, impossible in a way because nobody's going to appear Photoshopped in real life. That's just... It is. It's, 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 it's detrimental to the youth. It's detrimental to our young girls who are already facing bullying in school. They're also facing, uh, you know, they may have braces on, you know, they're all long and lanky. They aren't quite developed yet. I kind of, I didn't through that, but I was so, so thin in high school in Nashville, Tennessee. I wasn't bullied because I had some big cousins. <laughs> but, <laughs> Perfect. Um, but but, but I, I, I felt, um, I kind of felt small. I, I, I was very quiet. And I didn't make too much noise because I didn't feel like a, a flower. But inside, that passion was there. And I knew that, but I couldn't express it because nobody paid attention. I mean, I had no dates to the prom. I mean, it was, it was, um, it was tough. So I went through a self-esteem um, uh, thing like most girls do. But to start too soon in the modeling industry can be very detrimental to a young girl or guy when everybody's saying, no, 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 no to you. You do this, your nose too big, your eyes too wide, all of that. Yeah, it, it, this business isn't for everyone. Yes. You have to have a tough, a tough skin. And not only that, but you have to have good guidance. You have to have agents. You have to have a good manager. You have to have someone that tells you the real truth. And that's what I do with my girls and guys. I don't sugarcoat things. I'm happy when they get great bookings. That's fine. But okay, so let's be next. You know, let's not dwell on that. I mean, let's not raise you, you know, you aren't really the cat's meow. Um, let's keep it in perspective because that's how life is. 
Yes. And it, it all comes back to what you were saying. You know, it starting too soon can be detrimental and everything like that. Um, and it's a good point that you brought up because n- nobody really thinks about that. They kind of rush into the industry. They're ready to go. Okay, I'm 15. I want to go into the industry like right now. I've even been that person myself, you know, 15 years old. Okay, mom and dad, I'm ready to go into the industry. But it's not that easy, like you said. No, and, it isn't. And I know you've said also, too, that, you know, rejection is a tough thing, especially at that young of an age. And you've even faced rejection yourself. So that's something that I feel like everybody should take into account, too, is that, you know, you are going to get those no's, but you're also going to get yeses down the road. It's all about grasping the opportunities that come your way and essentially just building yourself up over time. That's right. And knowing who you are and feeling confident, that is the most important thing. And that's what I talk about mostly on this site that I'm launching. It, It is about knowing who you are and not just wanting to be a model, because at the end of the day, okay, it's a great career, the, the cream rises to the top, but you can count your, you know, you can count them on two hands, um, the top, top, top girls, maybe one sometimes, it depends on the season, so have something else that you love, have something, uh, do you like to write, do you like to paint, um, you know, do you love music, don't be one-dimensional, have another passion, don't put all of your eggs in this one basket of the beauty industry. Now, do you want to go be a lawyer? That's a whole other thing. There's longevity in that. Yes, put all your baskets, put all your marbles in that basket. Yes. A doctor. Yes. We're talking about two different things here. So this uh, it's temporary, the, the beauty business. It is. You get old and, you know, you, what, what happens? You have to find something else to do. And you don't want to be in shock, thinking, oh, my God, I'm not beautiful anymore. I can't model. Well, you thought about that before. That is very so have true. Something else, have something else that you love. Yes, I think that's wonderful advice. Uh, again, it just everything that you're saying just truly hits home. It's that thing of that you just have to plan for your future and going into the industry. Make sure that you have, as they call a quote-unquote, backup plan. You know, like you said, that when that modeling career runs out and it's no longer, you know, fulfilling what you would like it to do, then at least you have something to fall back on. And you have already found out who you are. You know what you want to do. You know what you can wake up every morning to do and not feel like you're doing work. That's right. That's right. And, and I was lucky because I, I did not go to college. Um, I went straight into the modeling industry. And all of a sudden, at the end of Tokyo, I thought, uh-oh, what am I going to do now? I got really lucky and blessed because I was able to parlay another career in the same industry. So, but that doesn't happen all the time to everyone. So you have to, I, I didn't plan like I should have, but it worked out. So that's what I talk about today. Plan better than I did. I just happen to have gotten lucky on it. <laughs> yes. That is so <laughs> great, though, that you were able to get everything that you've gotten after your modeling career. And speaking of when you turned in your runway pumps and you're finished modeling and you returned to America, um, I heard that you did some work with Fashion of the Moment, and you also mentioned that you were a guest judge on Tyra Banks, America's Next Top Model. What was your experience like with that? I think that's so interesting. <laughs> Well, when I came back from Europe, um, I had a little following, which was nice. So I kind of tapped into the um, um, TV shows in Los Angeles, and I was doing my, my 
thing was model um, a fashion of the moment. So I would go to different stores, and you know how they have the morning show? They have a still on today, Good Morning America, where they have segments of fashion and what's in, what's out, swimsuits. Yes. summer, fall. So I did that for a while in Los Angeles, and I really liked it. Um, so that gave me kind of another edge for television and fashion and to bring it all together. Um, and then I went and I, I said, mm, I, I want to be on America's Top Model. So I took the initiative, which you guys, you have to do. You have to, you have to make your own path sometimes. I wanted to be on America's Top, Next Top Model. Now, I knew Tyra in um, Europe. And, I mean, we worked close, 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 but we did some shows together. Um, so I thought, okay, let me see. I looked up a production company, found out where it was in Los Angeles, called them up, told them who I was, said, Tara in um, Europe, they, I mean, and I did, so it was the truth. Um, I said, I want to be on America's Next Top Model. Can I come in for an interview? And um, they looked me up. I don't know. They probably Googled something or anyway. Um, they, I, they gave me a call back, and they said, yes, come on in. So I went, and I know you guys know Miss J. Alexander, who's a dear friend of mine. Yes. Um, she's on the, he's on the show. Um, and I, they said, yes, come on in. So I ended up being on the show several times, um, along with Miss J., who I knew from Paris also years and years ago. In fact, what she says is, the Zigwachi girls taught him how to walk. So he gives us, he, that's written in his book. You guys, you know, he did, um, he had a book published about a year and a half ago, and he gave me kudos, and I love it. Thank you, Jay. Oh. Um, so, yes, um, I, I think that it, it's important to, um, you know, make your own path in, in what you want to do. So I ended up, in, I was on the show for two, two or three times. Um, and, and I think that's uh, what we have to do in anything that we want. You can't just sit back and wait for the phone to ring. You have to make some noise. What do they say? A squeaky door gets oiled? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> that is I the perfect way. Absolutely. I, ab- I absolutely believe in that. So um, uh, take that to heart. Um, you just can't sit back on your laws, especially today, because it's so much out there with the Internet and, and um, you know, so many people are, are trying to do the same thing, and it's just widespread. that The world has really gotten smaller. We've brought things together on the international um, places also. Like, um, I place models in Asia. I deal with Seoul, Korea. I deal with uh, Singapore. I deal with Hong Kong. I deal with Bangkok. And I don't even have to leave my house. I mean, everything is done right here on the computer. In fact, I don't even have to really talk on the phone. Now, this, to me, is a problem, and I'm going to tell you why. For Mm -hmm. me, it's okay, because I'm mature and I'm older. But young people today, young people today, Maddie, do not know how to talk. They don't know how to communicate. I have models that are in New York right now, and... You know, I say, okay, so, you know, I put them with an agency and, and hopefully they're going to work. They're very excited about it. But they don't communicate with me. I'm like, okay, did you arrive? Well, yes, I've been here. Well, why didn't you say so? I mean, I have their itineraries. I know what time they're coming. But I said, listen, what you have to do is talk. You have to communicate. And don't do this broken English with this texting. And don't text agents, period. If email them or pick up the phone and call. Initially, when you get here, this is how... You have to build relationships. Pick up the phone and speak. Yes. Everything cannot be in cyberspace. Otherwise, we just become 
Oh, I, I mean, I, I can talk on that forever. Uh, the communications, the English language has been butchered now because of the Internet and because of texting and because of emails. Um, you know, there's some people I can't even understand. I'm like, what are you talking about? So people, <laughs> people, pick up a book, read English. It's going to still, it's still the most beautiful language in the world. Well, besides French, maybe. Yes, that is true. Um, but, but communication skills are so important. I support that. Don't just that. text or email. Yes, don't just text or email. Pick up the phone. Let people, let the clients, let your agents hear your voice. And that's where they can feel you. They can't feel anything really on an email. And heaven forbid, autocorrect messes you up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know. It's such a crazy, crazy world that we live in today, you know, with technology kind of, as they say, taking over our lives. And it is true. You need those professional skills. These are skills that are timeless and you're going to use them forever. Absolutely. And they are so important in the industry, so important for your professionalism. And just day to day when you're getting jobs, you are going to have to sit in for an interview and talk to somebody. Unfortunately, you cannot text them. Yes, absolutely. That's a perfect example of Maddie. Perfect. Well, I love so some that. some things never change. Some things don't 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 change. And um, being able to have a conversation verbally is very absolutely. And so, with that being said, we do have to take a quick little break. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. We're back with Sandy Bass. We were having such a lovely conversation with Sandy about so many great things about the modeling industry. And we were just talking about communications, which, you know, as on my show, I do like to pinpoint because I think it is just so imperative that young people have communication skills. Um, I know as somebody who's going to be graduating high school and going off to college, that's so important. Not only are you doing job interviews, but you are also going to be doing college interviews. And I'm sure as for people going into the industry, such as the modeling or entertainment industry, like you said, it's so important to be able to talk face-to-face with somebody because that truly does make the difference. And I know Sandy definitely commented on that, and I'm so glad that she pointed it out so we could talk on our show about that. And so, Sandy, I want to talk a little bit about you as a philanthropist. I heard that you're a philanthropist, so I just kind of want to know that what some of your projects include and what you're passionate about working towards. Oh, well, now I'm smiling <laughs> because I have been given, I have been given so much. Um, there's a, a saying that too much is given, much is required. Um, it's about giving back. We are here to meet on this planet to service, to help others. Uh, and I think that giving back is, for me, this is where I get my most satisfaction. I work with a nonprofit called United Colors of Fashion here in New York City, and I've been working with them for three years. The owner is uh, Siani Cheldick, and he is amazing, an amazing, amazing human being. He's from, from Haiti, and we produce a show. I cast 60 models of all color in New York City. It's, it was historical, the very first one. It has never been done before. We have the show every November here in the city, in New York, and I cast 60 models of beautiful, all colors, Asian, black, white. I mean, it's a rainbow, and it's a nonprofit, so all of these wonderful models, and I get top models, too, like Nicole Paul, Grace Bowl, all these beautiful, beautiful, amazing, amazing um, top models to come and give their uh, to give their services to the nonprofit of United Colors of Fashion, which what we do is we help people in, aid, in, in foreign countries, especially Africa. We give back to them for AIDS. These women sit and they make baskets, and the proceeds go to them so that they can buy the supplies. This is what I love. This is what, to me, is about. This is how we, in the industry, can help others through this beautiful, beautiful industry that we have. So United Colors of Fashion is something that is very dear to my heart. I'm the casting director for it, and I also bring in a lot of VIPs to the show for the red carpet. It's amazing. Um, another nonprofit that I work for is Cover Girls for Change. Now, this is something that Maria McDonald and I, I'm creative director, Maria McDonald is the founder, and it's, we're also based here in New York City. And this is about models that are models of the 80s um, that are giving back to the younger models that are coming up. And we have events usually every other year to have a red carpet and to profile a, a, a new group and to also have the new models walk the red carpet and give back. Also, we have great sponsors for this, and we're going to work on something. We're now working on something for February here in New York City. So that's Cover Girls for Change. Um, those are really the, the basic two that I have that I work with. 
and that does take up a lot of my time. Of course. <laughs> but, it, it, but, but it is about, listen, at the end of the day, the model of the beauty business is we aren't curing diseases. We aren't stopping any wars. I mean, the entertainment industry, as well as TV, is to provide entertainment. And that is what we do. The, the sick people in the hospitals, yes, they like to see beautiful things. So, yes, they want to see beautiful people. That's the modeling industry. Um, the war, the troops over there, God bless them. They're over there in those trenches. That's why I'm so happy when actors and, and, and even models go over to entertain them. That's what, we, that's what I live for, is giving back. And, and these people that are servicing us and these people that are ill, those are the vulnerable people. That's where the entertainment industry comes in, to give them some hope, to give them some joy. Yes, and I totally commend you for everything that you've done. Uh, it definitely warms my heart to hear that you are just so passionate about philanthropy and giving back to the community. I myself, I really just love the fact of giving back. Like you said, it's that feel-good moment. Uh, you know, that is the greatest reward is definitely seeing somebody else benefit from your service. And I feel like nowadays we should encourage more people to go out in the community and, you know, do something, whether it's, you know, a simple garbage pickup or volunteering with an organization regularly, whatever the case may be, it, philanthropy goes a long way in life. It does. And it's always going to be needed because there's always going to be people that have less than you. Um, there's always going to be people that are ill. And unfortunately, hopefully, there won't always be wars. But, you know, you know, this world is not a perfect world. So anybody that can help, I think, should. And the rewards that come back to them are, um, are, are tenfold. And, and that's, what, that's where I get my blessings. I have been completely blessed in this life, and I know that. And everything that has come to me, I want to, and it isn't always about money. You know, when, when you do what you love, money follows. And as we know, money can get us in trouble. It can mm-hmm. get us in a lot of trouble. You can't be greedy. Um, you know, you, you can't just, just go for that almighty dollar. Because things, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person also. Um, and, and I kind of feel, I go along with the universe. That's why I love looking at the trees. I love looking at the sky because I see, I know man didn't do that. <laughs> you know, man can't mm-hmm. do that. So I try to stay centered with nature. It That's is. important to me. And nature is childbirth. It's, I mean, I've seen it. You know, I have three beautiful grandbabies, which I'm so proud of. Aww. I have a beautiful one, one daughter, and she's given me, with her husband, Three of the most beautiful grandbabies I love. To me, that's what it's about. I see them now growing up, and, and they're teaching me so much about nature. They're teaching me the fundamentals. See, if we stay with the fundamentals, and let me just touch on one more thing, too. It's about nutrition. We have to get, if we eat what is provided for us that grows from the ground, from the earth, we would have not, we wouldn't have diseases. We would eat what is pure, nothing processed, all these chemicals, all this. This is what has, has made the hospitals full today. But we didn't know that. We were not really aware. So today, people, please try to eat natural. It's natural. You don't have to give up meat, but just watch what you eat because you really are what you eat. Water. Drink plenty of water. Eat potatoes. Eat carrots. Eat the vegetables. Green, green, green. And um, to my 
little grandbabies again. You, you see the purity of all of this. And it starts from the beginning. So when you plant things and you see it grow, just like I'm seeing my grandbabies grow, that, that is where you get your nutrition. Oh, don't start me preaching. <laughs> you are the best, Sandy. I mean, all of that just makes me smile. I mean, it is such a beautiful thing to hear you speak about just the things in life that make you happy. Truly, your grandbabies, they do make you happy. Like you said, it all relates back to nature and kind of what God gave you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And also about the nutrition, that really does make me smile because as I'm in the pageants, uh, I try to definitely eat as healthy as possible because like you said, you are what you eat and you definitely feel a lot better after afterwards and people in this industry it's definitely important that the way you treat your body is the way that it'll appear absolutely be good to it be good to your body and it's never too late it's never too late Yes, I couldn't have said it better myself and Sandy my final question for you to wrap up this segment is what is next for you Oh that's a great question um just off the top of my head is to continue what I'm doing, uh, to continue to do good work, to continue to serve, to continue to try to make a difference, um, to continue to build my business. Um, yes, like I say, we all do need to eat, but mm-hmm. at the same time, that is not my, my focus. Not, because when you do what you love, things, good things will follow. So I'm, I'm living in, in um, New York, and I'm in the capital, so to speak, and I have great resources. Um, I, I just, I'm going to stay in the fashion industry because that's what I know and love. So just, uh, I'm just going to build my website with Model Cube and try to tell the truth. And try to tell the truth. That's all I want to do is, is tell the truth. And, and maybe that will help one person, two people, maybe more, I hope. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, Sandy, we are so thankful that you are doing so many great things for everybody, especially those going into the modeling industry and just being a great philanthropist and all around great person. And thank you personally so much for going on my show. You are so inspirational and it definitely means a lot that you were able to come and chat with me today. I thank you so much and I thank your station and all the best to everyone and keep it colorful. That's my that's my mission in life. Keep it all colorful and beautiful. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Sandy. It was such <laughs> a pleasure. You, you are always welcome here. Thank you, my dear. I look forward to speaking again. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, with that being said, that's the end of our interview. And so keep it right here. You're listening to the Fame Game. They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests, Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America. 
if the financial markets interest you, if you want to potentially earn a higher return, if you're not satisfied with your investment returns, or if you're only making 1% on your investments sitting in the bank. Do you see the stock market hitting record highs but feel you have no one to trust? Voice America's own Jordan Kimmel, the host of Magnet Investing for over seven years, is applying his strategies of magnet investing and is managing individual accounts. Jordan Kimmel has joined InvestView, the Red Bank, New Jersey investment education and asset management firm, and his team can help you. Contact Jordan and the team at InvestView at 732-380-7271 or by email at jkimmel at investview.com. If you would like a complimentary portfolio review or to speak to a representative, call us. Past performance of investments are not indicative of future results. Investing is inherently risky. All recommendations should be researched by the investor. Call InvestView at 732-380-7271. That's 732-380-7271. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. That was such a lovely interview that we had with Sandy. Uh, Like I said, it is just such an inspirational thing to hear a person with such a great background come on and really just truly be humble about all of the opportunities that they've been given in life. I mean... Sandy was so sweet, and she is truly an international model and uh, international model scout, lecturer, philanthropist, casting director, everything that I've noted in the very beginning. And she just definitely has such a golden heart. Um, and I love the fact that she's also encouraging other people uh, to, you know, go after their dreams, be confident in yourself, and just truly grasp every opportunity that comes your way. And she's definitely there for advice and all. So I'm so glad that we had her on. Um, and I guess for the remainder of our show, because we have a little bit of time left, I was just going to talk a little bit more about, you know, a reflection on that interview and kind of like the modeling industry, I guess, from my perspective, because maybe you'd be interested to hear about that. Um, but yeah, so as far as like, I'm definitely not an international model by any means. Um, will that happen one day? Who knows? I mean, it's just one of those things. Again, you have to put yourself in that position where you, you, you look at your life and say, okay, well, am I capable of doing this? Well, yes, you are capable of doing it. It's just the matter of time that it'll happen and the amount of effort that you put into doing that. Um, I mentioned in the interview to Sandy because it was just one of those things that, you know, kind of came out and it really struck home with me that, you know, I was that 15-year-old girl that was like, okay, mom and dad, I'm ready to go into the industry, but it truly isn't that easy. I mean, we all face a lot of rejection. Um, Some people have an easier time of getting in the industry than others. Unfortunately, I don't have the easiest way around because, you know, I'd always wanted to be a part of like the elite modeling agencies. Uh, You know, everything from you know, local agencies here in Arizona to some of the bigger ones in LA and New York. Uh, And it doesn't always work out at first because like Sandy said, they're looking for something specific, but you have to kind of take it as a grain of salt and just know that there is another opportunity waiting for you down the road. Um, I am signed with an agency here in Arizona, a small local agency. So that was so great that I kind of got my start from that and I'm kind of working with that. But I also do a lot of freelance work. And that's one of the things too, is that, you know, you're just knocking on doors. That's exactly what Sandy quoted word for word, is that you have to put yourself out there and knock on doors. You have to 
show people your potential and show them what they have to work with. And from there, people will start noticing your name. And it's all about getting your name out there. Uh, I started networking at the age of 12 years old, which doesn't always happen. Uh, it was definitely interesting going to events with my mom because I was only, yeah, I was only 12. Actually, I started when I was 10 because I did this one program um, called Hit Search America back in the day. And it was kind of like talent and they taught you how to network and, you know, market yourself because it was all about entertainment from modeling to acting to singing. I wanted to be all within that and I still do today. Uh, It's just that, you know, you build yourself up a name and you work with what you have. And so back then, me and my mom would attend literally like every single event that we could ever get our hands on. We were literally going crazy, running around everywhere, which isn't too far from what we usually do now because we do run around everywhere because that's just how it is, I guess. And, you know, with different things that come along, like the pageants and then the modeling and all that good stuff, um, it's all good. But yes, we definitely networked a lot when I was younger, and it's kind of funny because I was only 12 10 maybe in some circumstances. I was talking to these adults who have like great businesses. They're very accomplished. Um, You know, they have so much to their name. And here I am. I'm like, hi, my name is Maddie Rose. And you know, this is what I want to do. And they listened to me. And that was one of the things that growing up, it definitely opened my eyes to see that it's, it's all about your voice. It's all about putting yourself out there and speaking and raising your voice essentially too. You know, talk as if, you know, you're a professional. I mean, I don't know how professional that you can be at 12 years old, but I thought I did a pretty darn good job as much as I could. Um, And I just told them the truth. And that's what it all comes down to, the truth. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And they listened. And that has stuck with me throughout... I mean, the entire rest of my life, I guess. It will stick with me the rest of my life. But as I'm growing, that still sticks with me to this day is the fact that, you know, they listened. And people still continue to listen to me, which I am so thankful. Because now that, yes, I'm technically going to be an adult, as they say, when you turn 18, which I'm almost 18. But, you know, it's still that thing that even though in you know, past when I didn't have that much experience and I literally started from the ground up, people still listened to me. I still had something to work with and I was working. That's the biggest thing that also sticks out to me is that hard work definitely does pay off. I mean, like I mentioned, I do a lot of freelance modeling work and I continue to do a lot of freelance modeling work. I do model for a small boutique in Arizona. Um, It's mostly online. And then I also do like lighting workshops. And then I'm kind of here, you know, for some of those photography companies that, you know, just need like, you know, a model for maybe it's a shoot for bridal. I do bridal modeling because my sponsor, Suzanne's Bridal Boutique is, you know, my favorite. And yes, I'm definitely there to help her out when help is needed. And I'm just there literally for every opportunity when somebody's like, oh, want to do a fashion segment on Fox? I'm like, sure, sounds good. You know, I try to put myself out there and try to grasp as many opportunities as possible. It's all about looking sometimes because sometimes they don't find you. But when they do find you, it is a pretty great feeling because you're like, oh, wonderful. Okay, I could do that. But in the meantime, it's always okay to look and put yourself out there and just kind of go with the flow, as they say. And yes, we all do need to eat and we all do need to make a little bit of money. So like Sandy says, when you're doing something that you love 
it'll follow. And I'm truly a believer of that as well because I don't think that you should be doing anything that you don't want to do in life. I mean, you only live once. I'm not doing, I'm not saying that because I'm not referring to the hashtag YOLO sense, but I mean, okay, I'm a teenager. I get it. We use that. But I'm saying that it is true, though. You have one life. You have to live it. You have to make the most of it. And you have to accomplish everything that you want to. If that's getting out of your comfort zone, start now. Start now. Because it'll get easier. You'll get yourself out there. And before you know it, you'll be doing exactly what you imagined yourself doing. And along the way, you learn about yourself a lot. And I can testify that a lot. Because I'm pretty sure about... I want to say four years ago, I didn't even know that I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. I didn't know that I wanted to, you know, continue pursuing modeling and singing and different things like that. You know, I knew that I had a passion for it. Actually, as far as career goes, I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. And no, I didn't know exactly what that meant. And I don't think I can handle that. So yes, (laughs) it's all about learning about yourself. And again, just taking everything that the world gives you and rolling with it. So I guess that's kind of like my, I guess, advice segment slash reflection. I hope you guys like that. But with that being said, we are going to finish up our show. I appreciate all of you listening, and I couldn't have done it without you. I hope you enjoyed today's segments, and I will see you next week. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. I'm going-